disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS one year anniversary. <laughs> so it has been what one year since I first went live with Black Girl SOS, and a lot has happened. A lot has changed. First of all, as always, um, like I did on my first episode, I have to shout out my boy Terrence, my accountability partner, because um I had already decided what I wanted to do, but I just kept kind of stalling on it. And uh, he was working on his business. I was working on my podcast and we decided to keep each other accountable. And I, we're both all the better for it. Um, Terrence is actually my only black friend from, <laughs> from my stint in Kansas City. And, you know, sometimes you create relationships out of necessity um, and not having a, a black circle in in um kansas city you know it could have just very easily been that we kind of clung to each other out of blackness um but i'm very glad <laughs> to know that uh I, i'm very glad to be able to say that it definitely was more than that like you know we really fostered a friendship and uh we've kept in touch with each other over the years um and when we were able to reconnect a year ago you know, true to form, true to Sagittarius form. <laughs> it's like, yo, let's be about the business. And um and I'm and I'm grateful for it. I'm I'm very grateful to have him as an accountability partner. So, you know, I'm big on giving people their flowers while they're here. Trust and believe I have told Terrence directly, you know, that I, I'm grateful and I and I appreciate him. And, you know, here we are. So one year ago. I was in my house on my phone recording, trying to figure out where there was a quiet place. And eventually, I think by like episode three, I realized, oh, recording the laundry room. And I would be in the laundry room, sitting on my washing machine or leaning on my washing machine with my phone and my notebook on, um, on the dryer, you know, just talking my shit and <laughs> hopefully giving out some insight and, and some information that was helpful hopefully starting some conversations that were necessary. And just, you know, one year later, here we are, like we're, we're back a year later, or rather we're still here a year later. And, and you all have been rocking out with me and I'm so grateful and I'm so appreciative of that. And um, the podcast has come far, you know, <laughs> I'm not recording on my, look, I got a gold microphone. I'm not recording on, um, my phone anymore if you are listening to this on one of the other platforms that isn't um visual then you can't see it but i do have a gold microphone and it's kind of cute <laughs> um but yeah i've learned like editing and i you know just all these things that i've learned from venturing into podcasting and it's been an experience. It's been really dope. I've been featured on some really dope podcasts as well. So shout out to all of the other podcasters who have reached out, um, had me on your show, shared advice, shared an app, shared, you know, a tip, whatever it was. Like, I'm, I'm just really, really grateful for the network of people I have found through podcasting. I'm super grateful for, um, 
the people that have really received something substantive from my podcast, people that have left me DMs and, you know, messages in the comments, just how the conversation was important, how they learned something, how they were able to get insurance, whatever the case may be. Um, that's what keeps me going. That's definitely why I'm back. Um, so we're back. Better than ever. Season two has been rocking and rolling. Uh, you know, we got merch. Merch! <laughs> I am wearing the white V-neck Queendom Rising shirt, if you're listening on audio. All the shirts are available on um, www.brandsnobby.com, S-N-O-B-B-Y.com. You can also access that link from my link in the bio on the Black Girl SOS page. So, yeah, I still have signature shirts available. Also, I'm restocking on the larger sizes. I just want to say a huge thank you. Like, so many sizes sold out immediately. I was not expecting that. Um, I, I just, I wasn't expecting that that much love and support and I was really overwhelmed. Um, so thank you, thank you so much. If you haven't gotten your shirt, get one today. All the baddies got one, get one too. <laughs> That's my baddie voice. <laughs> so get one too. And yeah, since it's the one year anniversary, of course, um, I had to serve you a look. Had to give you a look, you know what I'm saying? A look was necessary. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm grateful for how far it's come. I am excited to see how far it goes. Um, definitely just getting started. There's so much more ahead because America keeps proving my intro correct. America insists on proving my intro correct. And that brings me to Coon Cameron. Coon Cameron gets on my nerves on so many levels. He gets on my nerves on the Black level. He gets on my nerves on the lawyer level. He gets on my nerves on the human level. Um, he just really gets on my motherfucking nerves. And the level, I, I feel like there's not even a term that's been invented that is strong enough to capture how disrespectful it was to not indict those goddamn cops that killed Breonna Taylor. I want to be real clear with you. There are times when, you know, crime happens and the prosecutors go for lesser charges, right? And someone who's not of the profession will be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, that was murder, ah, whatever. And those of us who are of the profession will very gladly explain to you, you know, when you're prosecuting, you've got to prosecute what you can prove. You don't want to swing for the fences and, <laughs> and don't even get to first base. So it's, it's really important that when you file your charges, your charges are charges that you can prove. Cool Cameron could prove murder. Coon Cameron could at the very least prove uh, manslaughter. And I don't know all the charges that are on the Kentucky books because charges are defined by jurisdiction. I am not a criminal attorney in Kentucky. I'm not a criminal attorney at all. Well, I guess white collar crimes in some cases, but that's a technicality. 
I don't prosecute. I, I am not a prosecutor or or a defender of you know what are really common criminal cases. Um, so I don't pretend to know exactly what charges they all have in their books or what the um, elements of those charges are. I do know based off the evidence, based off my education, there was definitely enough to bring an indictment for that woman's dead body. And there wasn't. And that's a problem. That's a problem. From my seat, there needs to be all type of bar complaints being filed about Coon Cameron. Now, for those of us who have already launched our investigation into Coon Cameron, we weren't surprised that he sided with the police. We know that the police endorsed him, fund, you know, probably donated to his campaign, and you know that he's friends with them. Uh, but, sir, you took an oath like I took an oath. And once you become an attorney, you have to put your personal bias aside. And when you cannot, you need to you need to step aside. Those are your two options. You either put your personal bias aside or you step aside. And he clearly needed to step aside if he wasn't going to do the right thing. But he chose his personal interest. And that's not okay. That's not okay. I've seen many people talking about the fact that he has a white wife. And I'm going to say this. You can marry outside of your race and still be for your race. And I know that that's an unpopular opinion, but um, as someone with a very multicultural family, I, I honestly, I, I know that to be a truth. I know that to be a truth. And if you know otherwise, I'm not challenging your experience and I'm not challenging your truth. I can only speak to mine. You can marry outside of your race and still be for your race. Um, so while it is very easy to make that white woman the scapegoat for his piss poor behavior, we're not going to do that. We're going to hold his ass accountable for the shit that he did. He's the one cow toeing around, boot licking, fucking dancing around like a monkey for these goddamn white people. Not her. Him. He's responsible for this fuck shit. He's responsible for indicting for wanting endangerment. You're basically prosecuting for the fucking drywall the potential of someone else getting harmed, but not for the dead body in the room. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And now we all knew, I mean, we if you can read the room, we all knew we weren't going to get the criminal decision we were looking for. We knew that because they started preparing for riots. Um, we knew that because they, they, um, they settled the civil case ahead of the criminal case, which can happen. Those things can happen concurrently. But it's not very often that I see it happen in very publicized cases. That's not common. Um, and so I feel like the stage was kind of set we kind of knew where this was going. We knew that we were not going to see the criminal justice that we were looking for. We, the te you could take the temperature. You know what I'm saying? You knew what it was going to be and what it wasn't going to be. And, and I was fucking enraged. I'm still enraged. And, and if we're being really clear and candid, I, I, I want to touch on two things um, in particular on, on, the, on the other issues that are encompassing that. Number one, they want people to get arrested. 
They want people to get arrested. That is a want. In fact, they're going to agitate you to get arrested. Honestly, the more they can agitate you, the more they can run the charges up, the closer they can get to making you ineligible to vote. Yeah, that part. There's always so many moving pieces happening. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination, but I can read a room. I can read a room. The other thing is, this is why local politics is fucking important. This right here is why local politics matter the way it fucking matters. Now, we all hate Cheeto collectively, individually, whatever. Cheeto is not the state attorney. Cheeto is not the district attorney. Cheeto is not the person in your local jurisdiction deciding what cases get prosecuted. The SA, the DA, those people that you vote into office, that's who's doing that. That is who is touching your everyday life. That person. That person is elected. That's why it's so goddamn important. The sheriff is elected. Your city council people, your, your state, your state congressional people. Like these people are elected and these are the people that touch your everyday life. Yes, we got to get Cheeto the fuck out of here. Make no mistakes. Make no fucking mistakes. But we have to be so smart and so collective and so organized in the way we move about the cabin that we also need to remember how important local politics are. We also need to show up for local elections. We need to then hold these politicians accountable. This is a nonstop job. Understand, existing as a Black person, especially in this country, is an endurance sport. And you have to find your lane and you have to run in that lane consistently. Consistently. So another thing I read was someone tried to play the Black is not a monolith card in re, you know, supporting Black Republicans like Coon Cameron. No, sir. That, that's not how this works. I don't give a damn if it's Coon Cameron, Coon CC. Yeah, CC Wine is, is on the, she's a Trumpy also. Kun CC, Kun Kanye, Kun Polo to Dawn, that fucked me up. Didn't see that one coming. Um, you know, just all, all the, the Kuns associated with this administration. Trying to play the Black is not a monolith card is some shit that works with somebody. How does Kelly put it? line readers <laughs> no finger readers i think that's what she calls them um nah bruh nah bruh that's not that humans are animals animal instinct is to protect yourself first and foremost your physical self the protection of that is always first and foremost when you vote against what physically protects the the physical space you manifest that's stupid and stupid is a monolith. Oh, it's a lot of stupid motherfuckers. And you're amongst them. You are amongst them when you do shit like that. You are akin to the white people that voted in 2016 from their broke ass stations in life, thinking that racism was going to trump 
capitalism. And now their broke asses are showing up at the DNC dropping videos and shit. Yeah, try to tell your ass. If you're broke, you may as well be black because he's going to shit on you too. But trying to hear us though. And here we are. And now here we are. So great. We're here now. This black guy is trying to say, you know, black is not a monolith. And, you know, you get to have your own voice or blog, whatever the fuck this coon character was talking about. If you could wake your black ass up every day, look in a fucking mirror and see your black ass skin, turn on the fucking news, turn on the internet and see black people literally getting killed. And yes, I know, literally is an idiom. It's actually, I said what the fuck I said though. Literally getting fucking killed. Actually, isn't it an idiom? It's a something. The point is I said what I said. Literally getting fucking killed for no other reason than being black. And you know it's no other reason than being black because white people who commit more egregious crimes are treated with much more humanity. So the writing's on the wall that this is about the fact that that person is black. So if you can wake your black ass up, see your black ass skin and see these black ass people get killed for no other reason than being black and can stand here and say, that you are standing behind this administration and this party and these people that enable it. You are a coon, period. Heavy on the coon. You have to make it make sense and you can't. Honestly, uh, Coon Cameron's mother has to be disgusted. I mean, unless she's churching with the white folks, I'm sure she ain't been to church. She's not going to church tomorrow. Honestly, she probably ain't been to church since the Breonna Taylor situation happened. I can't see no Baptist AME, Kojic, black ass church walking her with open arms while her black ass son is acting a whole ass fool. And honestly, as far as I'm concerned, he's in blackface. He's not a black man. There is a difference. There is a difference. There is a whole ass difference. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite quite pissed off with Coon Cameron, um, like most of us are. And, and I support everyone that's protesting in Louisville. Um, you know, if your lane is writing checks, then the link for the Louisville Bail Fund is in the link in the Black Girl SOS Instagram bio. Please support um, when you support vetted bail funds, you know, not the fucking Talcum X bail funds. But when you support vetted bail funds, you enable protesters to continue to protest. You give them access to legal services. You give them access to bail. You give them just, you enable and empower them to continue the fight. And I feel like we have a responsibility to do that. You know, we all have a responsibility to figure out what our lane is. And, uh, you know, we all concur that protesting is a young man's game. Uh, you know, I definitely prefer to be out in the streets. I, I know that that's not, <laughs> I know that's not the best situation for me. I have been out protesting since things happen. It's been a while since we've had a protest here in Orlando. So I have not had anything to attend per se. Um, but, you know, donating also helps and donating is also 
important. It's also an imperative piece of the puzzle. Um, and I do make sure that I donate to bail funds. Make sure that you donate if you're able and willing. You know, the link is in the bio. But we definitely want to be a support system to the people on the front lines, you know, our protesters. And for the attorneys that show up to protest in the capacity that I now show up, which is just to protect the rights of the protesters and make sure that their rights aren't being violated, make sure that, you know, cops aren't um, thank you. Your role is super important also, and you are appreciated. Um, that being said, Cool Cameron, I feel like his license needs to be fucking suspended. I stand heavy on that. There was more than enough evidence to prove that the dead body was the cause of the bullet that exited the gun of the goddamn cop who did not knock and wasn't even if I recall all the facts correctly, wasn't even at the right place. Because, and and y'all can correct me, um, I I haven't reread the facts in in a little while, Um, but if I'm not mistaken, they were looking for an ex-boyfriend of hers, um, not her current boyfriend. And you should be looking for him at his home, <laughs> not at hers. So, or at least not hers primarily. Hers would be a follow-up if you didn't find him at his abode. Um, nevertheless, always the more, there's no reason why you should be dead from minding your business, sleeping with your man, who in fact was not even the subject of the investigation. That's a problem. And prosecuting for the wall is crazy. More importantly, a civil settlement for wrongful death while pressing no criminal charges for a death is beyond me. It is fucking beyond me. My legal mind cannot make it make sense. I do want to say this, though, for the people that had an issue with her family receiving a settlement. In this country, you have the right to seek civil remedy. You. That is the right that you have. That is, the, that is where you get your like self-governed justice. And I say self-governed because you can opt out of that. You can say, I don't want to pursue civil remedies and I'm, I'm fine. Criminal court is a state-governed pursuit of justice. This is why we're all pissed off with Coon Cameron. You as an individual can't just press criminal charges. The state has to bring those fucking charges. Why do you think all the criminal cases read the state of whoever versus the state of whoever versus? I mean... I get it. I, I, I get it. Everyone is, the legal system is complicated as fuck. And it's complicated on purpose. They want it to be complicated. So I'm not coming at anybody's head for not understanding. But there are some things that I really want to be clear on. The state has to bring the criminal charges. This is why we've been riding Coon Cam's ass to get justice for Brianna. The state has to do that. The family's only remedy 
is in civil court. Civil court's only remedy are money. <laughs> it's money. It's money. Obviously, there are injunctions and other things like that. I'm not about to host a whole fucking, you know, one-on-one class for you. But predominantly, you go to civil court to get money. That was a remedy. And that's a remedy that they are entitled to. And they got it. But what really pissed me off was not even just so much the saying that, that people were saying, oh, her family shouldn't have got, you know, shouldn't have taken the money. Oh, you know, giving off the assumptions or the assertions that her family was bought off. What really pissed me off was that many of those people, at least of the people that I engage with regularly online, and that means people that are often on my timeline, we might like each other's posts, may engage in an online conversation, et cetera, et cetera. Those, many of those people also reposted the Vanity Fair, reposted, you know, all the different magazine covers that Breonna Taylor was featured on. And, and I'm going to need motherfuckers to make it make sense for me. So you are okay with the monetization of a dead black woman's body, but you have an issue with her family seeking the only remedy they have to seek as a family. I'm going to let y'all sit with that for a little bit because make it make sense. Make it make sense. You enable the monetization of these media, you know, these media outlets. When you repost, you any up their engagement, like when you buy these magazines, when you subscribe to these magazines online or in the, you know, in a hard book or tangible copy, you enable it, you participate in the monetization of it, but you are upset that her family sought the only remedy that they have any actual right to seek on their own. Why do you think we had to pressure Coon Cameron to move forward with this investigation? Because the state has to press charges. And I know it's the it's more of the language that you're accustomed to hearing, you know, especially in like domestic cases, they'll ask the the person who's been the they'll ask the victim, do you want to press charges? That that is not it's it's worded in a way that's not factually accurate. Because you can say, yes, I want to press charges and fill out all the paperwork. And when that paperwork lands on the DA's desk, if the DA doesn't think that this is a case that they can prosecute and win, those charges won't happen. They'll get you a TRO and send you on your fucking way. So like I said, the legal system is extremely complicated and it's complicated on person. But what I need you to take from this is that you are entitled to seek civil remedies. And her family was entitled to seek a civil remedy. They did. They received a settlement and good for them. Everyone else, all of white media has profited off this dead black girl's body. What y'all not fit to do is sit around talking shit about her family, getting the fucking, the little bit of justice that they could fucking, that they could salvage. Especially now after Coon Cameron has pulled this bullshit. That's the shit I'm not going to allow. And when I see that type of shit, it makes me very wary of people. Very fucking wary. I don't care how long I've known you. 
I don't give a fuck how much work you do in the community. I don't care what the fuck you've been up to because these things are like innate. These are trigger things. These are things that you didn't, you didn't sit down and like have a deep discussion with yourself and think about it and then post it. You reposted that shit 30 minutes after that shit went up. Whole goddamn feed was, you know, whatever magazine cover Brianna was on. And that was cool. And that was cool. But the minute her family received their settlement or the settlement was announced, there was an instant dragging, an instant dragging. So that's not a thought process. That's an instant reaction. So that's who you are innately. That's a cause for concern for me. And I see you. And I've taken mental note. And a lot of motherfuckers are on watch. A lot of motherfuckers are on watch because that's extremely, extremely problematic. And that brings me to something that I had that I posted recently, which is that a lot of people need to check in their inner circles because when we say we don't feel protected by black men, we're talking about the coon cameras of the world. We're talking about your homeboy who's a fucking predator that you don't fucking address. We're talking about all these motherfuckers. Well, there are some amazing stellar black men that show up and show out, but there's a lot of motherfuckers that ain't shit and y'all enable them. And that's not okay perfect example somebody that i know that i know knows that this this fella is a jackass reposted some shit from him you know that's like oh we got to protect black women when i know him to be an aggressor of black women consistently and habitually i know that of him and i'll say this i am someone who is always pro people need the space to grow People need the opportunity and the space to grow. You being an asshole, um, you know, in your late teens, early 20s, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be that same person uh, in your 30s or your 40s, right? Life has to happen. Things, you know, people change, people grow. That's a real thing. I'm not the same person I was. I mean, I'm grateful for that. And so I, I am firm on people need the time and space to grow. This is somebody I've watched for a very long time. There has been no growth. So I'm, I believe you now. I believe that this is who you are. And I can only assess that because this person is so good at wearing a mask, that maybe she doesn't know the truth. Maybe she knows the representative. He's excessively good at navigating spaces and really postulating himself as someone he's not. You, you really got to... You, you, you can't just pull up the curtain to, you know, find out um, who he is. You, you really, you got, you got to dig deep. You know what I'm saying? You got to be on the microfiche film. You know what that hard turn, that shit, that machine does? You got to be doing that shit to really delve into the, the essence of his character, which is piss poor. Um, and so I was really, really disappointed to see that come down my timeline and I was just like, you know, a lot of y'all really need to kind of dig deep into your circles and have some real conversations with your male friends. And men, you need to have some real conversations with your homeboys. Like, protecting Black women can't be optional. It can't be optional. It's got to be on the to-do list every motherfucking day. And I'm not talking about that haphazard, I just happen to be there shit like, oh, nah, I wasn't jumping in front of the bullet for sis. I just happened to be standing there. No, no, no. 
It's got to be that, yo, I saw them coming for sis and I ran 10 fucking blocks to save her ass. That kind of intentional protection is what black women need. It's what black women deserve. We show up for everybody all the time, consistently, consistently. This country shits on us every fucking time, every time. And in our stupidity, because our focus is always community, the greater good. You know, we're very familiar in the way that we go about things, very communal in the way that we go about things. We sacrifice ourselves for the greater good. Remember, I told you earlier, not protecting the physical space you manifest is contra, it's, con- it's contradictory to what is innate for humans because humans are animals. When we do that, we're acting in stupidity, but we're acting out of love. We let our love govern us. And I'm telling you, ladies, we have to start using that energy to protect us. We have to start using that energy to protect us. Fellas, you have got to step it up. Uh, I for, I always forget the numbers that follow uh the gentleman's name who's been sitting outside of Jessica's home. Um, but uh, the first word of his handle is flow. A really, really, you know, stand up fella, really stand up guy. He's showed up every day consistently to protect that black woman from his neighbors. You know, I'm over, I, I'm someone who's overwhelmingly blessed with an immense amount of black men in my life that, that protect me intentionally. You know, they protect me in ways that I'm probably never even going to have the full scope of because there are many, many times they protect me before I enter the room. And I deserve that. I deserve that. I thank them and I love them, but I deserve that because I show up for them. I show up for black men. I show up for black people, period. I show up for black people, period. I deserve to be protected. Why shouldn't I be? I shouldn't have to ask you to protect me. And it's it's in these moments that the intro, like I said, the intro to my show just makes, it's that much more poignant and means that much more. We literally are not as important as the drywall. That, that's what Coon Cameron has said, that it is more important to protect property than it is to protect the black woman. If you know the history of this country, that doesn't exactly surprise you. On brand as fuck. But that cannot be okay. That cannot be okay. Y'all got to show up and y'all got to show out for us. Y'all have to start stepping the fuck up the way we continue to step the fuck up. It's time that we are able, we should be able to sit the fuck back and y'all and, and, and watch y'all hold this shit down. We need y'all to step up for us. And when y'all step up for us the way we've stepped up for y'all, then we can step up together and get some shit done and really get some shit done. We have to stop fucking working against our own interests. We have to get involved in local politics. I mean, local politics literally affects every part of your fucking life. And this is another way that we can show up for each other. Put people in office that have our greater interests at heart. That can't be a difficult thing to understand. 
I really hope that when Kentucky has the opportunity to get Coon Cameron out of here, that they get him the fuck up out of here. We need to mobilize voters. We need to rent cars if necessary to drive people to the polls. We need to do whatever we need to do. We need to utilize all of our resources and we need to be intentional and we need to be deliberate and we need to be consistent in all our endeavors, in all of our endeavors. Black men, I need you to be intentional. I need you to be deliberate. I need you to be consistent in protecting us. That can't be optional. Black people, I need you to be intentional. I need you to be deliberate. I need you to be consistent in mobilizing and organizing for the betterment of our communities. That shit cannot be optional. I don't know what else y'all need to know. I don't know what else needs to happen for y'all to understand the state of affairs that we are fucking in in this very moment. This is not a fucking game. It's not a game. And just one final thought before I close out. Stop falling for clickbait. I feel like a lot of the ignorance is fueled by clickbait. You read a headline, you think that that headline is filled with veracity, and you run with that headline as if you have written a dissertation on that topic. Don't do it. It is designed to misinform you. It is designed to mislead you, and it is designed to divide us. Don't listen to Ice Cube telling you not to fucking vote. Stop investing all your interest in these fucking celebrities. They are also people. And for all we know, they're not even as intelligent as you are. So why would their, why would their word mean more than your intellect, what you know? Stop over-investing in people that are really thinking about this shit from an individual perspective. Because right now, we need to move collectively and communally. It's not an option. We are out of options. Let me tell you something. And a lot of y'all hate to hear it, and I really don't give a fuck. But everybody who did not vote for Hillary in the 2016 election, yeah, yep, yep, yep. If you withheld your vote... If you voted outside, uh, if, if you voted for someone other than Hillary, um, yeah, you have, you're part of the problem. You're how we got here. And I know motherfuckers don't want to hear that. And we all want to hear, you know, I'm entitled to vote how I want. You are entitled to vote how you want, but you also are entitled to, to be held accountable for that. And, and this is how we got here. And I know nobody wants to hear that. I know it's an unpopular opinion. I know there's a lot of Bernie supporters that, that, I, that I fuck with personally. And I, I've had this debate with many of them domestically and abroad. And nah, yeah, y'all part of the problem, man. Y'all part of the problem. We don't have any room to have votes diverted. We need Cheeto the fuck out of office. We need to protect these fucking federal benches. There are so many benches that are about to get lifetime appointments under this motherfucker if he gets reelected. Honestly, we don't have the time 
for your individual politics. We just don't. I wish we did, but we don't. Right now, we need to move as a collective unit for the greater good. And the best interest of all of us is getting him and a lot of his fucking party members the fuck up out of here. Because even the party members that haven't done anything overly egregious, heavy on the quotes, have done the most egregious thing of all, and that's to be fucking cowards. They stood by in disagreement and didn't do anything a fucking about it. They didn't do anything to save our fucking country. Nah. They gotta fucking go. They gotta fucking go. And while I am a Democrat, trust me, I got hella problems with my fucking party too. Because this whole taking the high road shit is why we in this fuck ass situation. Democrats not fucking preparing and grooming new leadership properly is why we're in this fucking situation. Democrats not playing the long game is why we're in this situation. So don't get it fucking twisted. I got issues on both sides of the motherfucking aisle. But right now, I need to focus on what needs to happen. And I feel like that's a large issue. We don't know when the tunnel vision or what the next step is. And the next step for us is flipping seats and getting Cheeto the fuck out of office. The next steps for us is black men protecting black women. The next steps for us is unapologetically showing up and showing out for ourselves as black women. Sis, the writing's on the wall. If we don't show up for us, who will? And I'm going to keep it a buck with you. If you're not showing up for black women, my mood for you is you either with me or against me. And that's that the fuck on that. So I'm going to try to end y'all off on something pleasant since it's the one year anniversary. (laughs) I'm going to try to end y'all off on something pleasant and just circle back to how we got here a year later of me talking my shit, sharing my thoughts, being able to hear your thoughts, being able to have communication with you all, being able to have dialogue. Um, Cause I do learn from y'all. Y'all definitely share shit with me, other perspectives that I maybe didn't think of. You know, I'm not the foremost authority on all things, just the foremost authority on some things. <laughs> and so, you know, when we get to engage in these conversations and I get to hear different perspectives, um, you know, in the comment boxes, on, on the various platforms, yo, I, I appreciate it. I, I enjoy it, and um, and, and it means it means something. You know, the conversations. While you know many of my podcasts are monologue, it's it's really just the start of a conversation. At least that's my intent, and I really hope that if you get nothing else from me hitting a one year mark on my podcast, I hope that you get inspired to go for yours. Like whatever your goal is and your goal don't got to look like nobody else's goal. Your goal doesn't have to be what anybody else thinks your goal needs to be. But I do hope that um, just being a part of me reaching a one-year milestone and, you know, now having merch and having equipment and and learning, you know, how to edit and, and just, you know, learning all these new skill sets. I hope that that inspires you to go for yours. I hope that inspires you to like, Yo, write those goals down, speak those goals into into existence, work your ass off for those goals, do it unapologetically, do it fearlessly, you know, do that shit with, with your, your whole heart and your whole fucking soul. And um, I, I mean, 
for me that that is that's what I hope people get from me making uh this one year mark uh, with black girl SOS which I am extremely extremely proud of and what I hope you got from my rant on black women needing to be protected and black women I'm talking directly to us as always um I hope that what you got from it is this back in law school I, I wrote a blog uh, about living a selfish life selflessly and basically what that means is that you know we are you know we're nurturers innately and a lot of the things that we do we do it from a you know we do it from a selfless place you know I think I worded that backwards it's live a selfless life selfishly excuse me um we do a lot of selfless things and, and, you know, we do it out of love. It's, it's a lot of stupid shit. I'm not going to hold you, uh, but we, but we come from the right place and we do it out of love. And I only call it stupid because like I said, it's against a lot of times it's against our own best interests, but we do those things out of love. Um, and we do them intentionally. We do them consistently, you know, and if you continue to give without getting, you won't be replenished. People will take and take and take and take and take. As much as you give, people will take from you. So it's your responsibility to be selfish with yourself, with your time, with your, you know, with self-care, with self-love. There are some things you have to say no to to protect yourself, to protect your peace, to protect your holistic being. You have to do that because if you completely exhaust yourself, you won't be able to show back up again in the way you want to. You just won't have anything left to give. And so I hope what Black women are taking from my rant on our need for protection is that at some point we have to start protecting ourselves also. And that means we have to make some selfish decisions. It is the only way to continue to show back up to continue to show back up. Sorry, you guys, my braces got adjusted this week. <laughs> but they should be coming off in a month. So, yay. <laughs> anyway, with that said, I am so grateful that you chose to tune in for my one-year anniversary episode. I hope that you cop some merch. This is a medium. It's got room in it. It's comfortable. So, you know. You worry about sizing, um, get into the V-necks, get into the crew necks, get into the looks, the looks, the looks. I've got new shirts coming out and, um, and I definitely got some winter gear coming out for Q4. So again, I just want to thank you for tuning in for my one year anniversary. I want to thank you for tuning in, for sharing, uh, for being a part of the queendom that's rising. And until next time, y'all have a good one. <laughs>